0: Today is Friday, February 5th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command Forecast. First off, we've got that winter weather advisory. It remains in effect now through 5 p.m. on Sunday. This is for Hill and Blaine Counties. Expect snow with total accumulations three to six inches lower elevations and up to ten inches in the mountains. Travel could be difficult at times. Areas of blowing snow could significantly reduce visibility. Dangerously cold wind chills, as low as 40 below zero, could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 10 minutes. There's also a winter weather advisory for Eastern Glacier, Tool, Liberty, Eastern Ponderay, and Eastern Teton. They're expecting a bit more snow than here in Hill and Blaine counties. But that advisory is also in effect till 5 p.m. on Sunday. And south of Haver and Hill County, and for the Rocky Mountain Front, it's actually a winter storm warning for those locations, and even more snow is expected. So if you do have to travel this weekend, make sure to keep track of road conditions and have an emergency kit prepared. For the rest of your Friday, cloudy. Chance of snow in the afternoon, near steady temperature around 15. Northeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, 50% chance of snow. Tonight, colder and cloudy. 50% chance of snow in the evening. Lows 5 below to 10 below zero. North winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wind chill readings 15 below to 25 below zero. Saturday, colder and cloudy. Chance of snow in the morning, then snow likely in the afternoon. Patchy blowing snow in the afternoon, snow accumulation up to 2 inches. Highs 5 to 10, east winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the northeast in the afternoon. 70% chance of snow with wind chill readings 15 below to 25 below zero. Saturday night snow likely with patchy blowing snow. Light snow accumulations, lows 10 below to 15 below zero. Northeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, 70% chance of snow. Sunday, cloudy 50% chance of snow highs five below to zero north winds 10 to 15 miles an hour sunday night and monday mostly cloudy 20 percent chance of snow lows 15 below to 20 below zero highs around five below monday night colder mostly cloudy lows 25 below to 30 below zero tuesday and tuesday night partly cloudy highs around five below lows 20 below to 25 below zero wednesday mostly cloudy highs five below to zero Wednesday night, partly cloudy, lows around 20 below. And Thursday, mostly cloudy, highs around zero. The Montana Supreme Court has ruled on the long-running case filed by MSU Northern faculty member Randy Bachmeyer, alleging that he was touched inappropriately by now-former Provost Rosalind Templeton, and that the university retaliated against him for reporting it. The state Supreme Court affirmed the 2016 decision from the Montana Human Rights Commission that awarded Bachmeyer a total of $100,000, which reached the conclusion that Bachmeyer was harassed and the university did retaliate against him. They also affirmed a 2019 district court ruling that MSU Northern pay Bachmeyer attorney fees, which was set at $360,072.75. Bachmeyer is the Dean of Extended Studies for Northern. Templeton, who was Bachmeyer's direct supervisor, resigned effective January 2014. Bachmeyer said in his complaint, Templeton inappropriately touched his leg, arm, shoulder, and back several times between 2010 and 2013. Factual background included in the Supreme Court's ruling added that numerous witnesses testified that Templeton, quote, would stroke male coworkers on their arms, massage their shoulders, and massage or rub up and down their backs, end quote. The document adds that coworkers described, quote, Templeton's touching as borderline fondling, inappropriate for a boss or a supervisor, and inappropriate kind of creepy, end quote. The retaliation claim that was upheld by the state Supreme Court states that MSU Northern, quote, retaliated against Bachmeyer when Templeton gave him a verbal reprimand and when MSU Northern took special care to single him out in the provost search process, end quote, ensuring he would not be eligible for the position. MSU Northern declined to comment on the ruling, saying it is a personnel issue. Bachmeyer's attorney, John Heenan, provided the following statement to new media broadcasters. Quote, This case has gone on for seven long years. We are glad that it is finally over. We are glad that Randy has finally been vindicated and justice served. And we are glad that the Montana Supreme Court has affirmed the right of all Montanans to work in an environment free from harassment. Northern Montana Healthcare will now be allowing limited visitation in their facilities for the first time since last March. Beginning on Monday, February 8th, full screening will take place at entry doors and entrance to the hospital will be restricted to the second floor emergency room doors only. Patients and visitors will be asked a series of questions and be screened for temperature. All patients and visitors will be asked to change into a surgical mask during their visit and will be allowed to use the hospital cafeteria. Visitation for COVID-19 patients is not allowed at this time, except for special circumstances. At this time, the Northern Montana Care Center is still considered to be under outbreak status and will not yet be accepting visit. For further information, head to HighlineToday.com. The Hill County Commission held their weekly business meeting on Thursday morning and unanimously approved a resolution creating a budget for the over $1.1 million in Cycle 4 of CARES Act funding that the county was awarded on December 30th. Commissioner Mark Peterson called this, quote, a bright spot for us to get some things fixed, end quote, that would have otherwise had taken years to obtain funding for via grants. The Commission also unanimously approved a contract with Kubel Group for the project to upgrade the electrical, communication, and control systems in the Detection Center, which is being funded by a delivering local assistance grant. Also approved was a bid package from FICO to upgrade the security for the county courthouse by replacing door locks and installing cameras. This is being funded through a grant from the Department of Homeland Security. One more note from the commission meeting yesterday, they announced that they will be holding final interviews with the five finalists for the two open MSU extension positions for Hill County next week. We'll have more details on that next week. Lawmakers in the House Judiciary Committee advanced a bill Thursday that would force a person applying to become an adult's legal guardian to explain to a court why a less intrusive option wouldn't work. The U.M. Legislative News Service reports Billings Democrat Mary McNally, the bill's sponsor, explained how guardianship works during the hearing on Senate Bill 31. Guardianship is a process whereby a person has their civil and constitutional rights given to someone else by a court. Guardians can make nearly every decision about that person's life. Guardianship laws have not changed in the state of Montana for 30 years. The bill drew widespread support from independent living centers and elder advocacy groups. Beth Brenneman is an attorney with Disability Rights Montana. We should really require that the person petitioning and the judge look at whether or not there are other alternatives. There were no opponents to the bill at the hearing. The committee voted unanimously to pass the bill to the full house. Now taking a look at local COVID-19 updates before we move on to state news. Hill County reported three new COVID-19 cases yesterday and one recovery. Total case count 1,828, 29 active, two hospitalized, 1,759 recoveries, and death toll is 40. And also from Hill County, a press release from Haver Public Schools this morning says that today they were notified that two individuals associated with the district tested positive for COVID-19, and the district staff and students were in contact with the individuals during the period of possible exposure. One individual's last contact was at Sunnyside this past Wednesday, and the other individual was last at Sunnyside on Thursday. Contact tracing is underway, and anyone at risk of exposure will be contacted by the health department to determine a safe and appropriate course of action. School officials will continue to monitor the situation and we'll provide further information if and when it becomes available. Moving to Blaine County, they reported one new COVID-19 case yesterday and five recoveries. Total case count for them, 708, 23 active, 661 recoveries, and 24 deaths. Over in Phillips County, over the course of Wednesday and Thursday, they reported three new COVID-19 cases and five recoveries. Total case count for Phillips County, 487, 10 active, one hospitalized, 463 recoveries, and 15 deaths. As for Liberty County, they did not report any new cases yesterday, but did have one new recovery. Their total case count 106, they're down to one active case, and they've previously reported one COVID-related death. We did not receive a COVID-19 update of late from Choteau County, but if we do get one, we'll make sure to pass it along. Turning to state news, today's COVID-19 update is in from the Department of Public Health and Human Services. Today, Montana reported 362 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 95,458. The death tolls at 1,307, active case count 3,497, and active hospitalizations 102. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 60, Flathead 59, Missoula 37, Gallatin 32, Lewis and Clark 26, Butte-Silverbow 22, Cascade 20. And as for the vaccine dashboard... That was also updated this morning, and the total total doses administered in Montana is 130,839, with 35,515 Montanans fully immunized. The Montana House endorsed a bill to end same-day voter registration. Supporters said it would help ensure the integrity of elections and end long lines at the polls. Opponents said it would disenfranchise people, including tribal members, without access to vehicles and nearby voting offices. The bill is among several proposed changes to election laws the Montana legislature is considering, following former President Donald Trump's unfounded assertions that the 2020 election was marred by voter fraud. While Republicans wanted the voter registration to end on Friday, the House endorsed the bill to end it on Monday at noon. Lawmakers said they would ask the Senate to amend it to close registration on Friday. The Biden administration is delaying a rule finalized in former President Donald Trump's last days in office that would have drastically weakened the government's power to enforce a century-old law protecting wild birds. The rule had been set to take effect next week, but Interior Department officials said they were putting it off at Biden's direction and will open a public comment period. Government studies say the rule could mean more birds die, including those that land in oil pits or collide with power lines. Under Trump, the government sided with industry groups seeking to end prosecutions of accidental but preventable bird deaths. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel – We'll start off with Hill County, where winter wheat's $5.71, spring wheat $5.47. Blaine County, winter wheat $5.61, spring wheat $5.42. Liberty County, winter wheat $5.76, spring wheat $5.47. Shoto County, winter wheat $5.71, spring wheat $5.47. And Phillips County, winter wheat $5.56, spring wheat $5.37. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Esther E. Johnston Capellan, 83, passed away due to natural causes on Friday, January 22nd at Benefits Healthcare in Great Falls. A visitation was held back on Friday, January 29th at Holland & Bonine Funeral Home, and funeral services and burial are set for 1 p.m. this upcoming Monday, February 8th at Ballard Funeral Home in Cody, Wyoming. Burial to follow in Riverside Cemetery in Cody. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJMKQXNHighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday and a good weekend. Stay safe out on those roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten that curve.